0: Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. I'm going to ask you to turn to the book of Acts. Should be on your outline though. Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27 and we're going to start in verse 27. The book of the Acts of the Apostles is really the name of this book describing the very acts or hechos in Spanish, of the apostles. I'm going to start reading in verse 27. If you'll stand with me this morning, if you can, just for a brief uh, moment here while we read these verses. On the 14th night, we were still being driven across the Adriatic Sea, when about midnight the sailors sensed they were approaching land. They took soundings and found that the water was 120 feet deep. A short time later, they took soundings again and found it was 90 feet deep. Fearing that we would be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboat down into the sea, pretending they were going to lower some anchors from the bow. In verse 31, then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. Let's pray this morning. Father in heaven, we thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're already ministering to our hearts. We pray now for the anointing that we would be able to hear the words of, from your word. And anoint them to our hearing that we might understand. Grant us wisdom, Lord, to process this, to receive it in our lives, and then to apply it. From the youngest one here to the oldest, I pray that blessing now in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. Amen. Thank you for standing. Notice how in the beginning of that verse, the very first verse, it said, On the fourteenth night. That means... There were 13 nights prior that they were going through something. Amen. How many have gone through something? Maybe that's you right now. You're going through something. And it can seem at times that it's not ended. That it's never going to end. That it's going to keep going forever. So. I just want to remind you this morning, the title of the sermon is, Stay in the Ship. Yes. And we're, we're talking about a spiritual application. I want you to recognize that the church is a ship. The church is a spiritual ship. You get on the, the ship, the boat, and the boat is for your safety. How many remember the story of Noah and the great ark that he built? That was built for the safety of not only his family, but for anybody And we know the story Story goes that it was just Moses and his wife and his three sons and their wives that made it on this boat. Nobody else, even though the door was open, even though it was available to anybody, nobody else joined them. But it was for their safety. In the same way, the church, and I'm not just talking about our church here, the church at general, the church at large, Every Bible-believing church that speaks the word of the Lord, that teaches the gospel, is that ship that will protect you. I want mean, you to know that there's an enemy out there that wants to devour you spiritually. Yeah. Ever heard of the term lone ranger Christian? We, we've heard of that term, but they don't do too well. Lone ranger Christians don't do very well. In fact, uh, they have to be extremely careful with with confusion, with doctrine, with being misled down a path that's not biblical. So you have to be careful. And the place you find that that safety net is in the ship. In the ship. Amen? Yeah. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell him right now, I'm not in control. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm not in control. Okay, that may be a shock to some of you right now. The person you just told it to may be shocked that you actually said that. Because some of us I know are control freaks, is that the word? Control people we, we don't feel right when we're not in control. okay? I, I, I get that, <laughs> but you 're not in control. God is, amen? amen. It doesn't take long before we figure out due through circumstances, life's tragedies that we 're not in control. We are not in control and people, that is life. life happens. Life. Everybody say that with me. Life happens. happens. That means things will come up in your life. Maybe they happen this week that are unexpected out of left field, as they say, and just mess with you, throw you for a loop. You weren't expecting it. And uh, just this week, two people you don't know, one of them, um, an acquaintance, found out he was notified that day at his job. Um, And this man had a full-time position, been there for years. And they told him, uh, we're making some financial cutbacks and effective immediately today, you will no longer have a job. He was told that. And he went into work that day, the the week, thinking, I've got a job. It's going to provide for my family. But how many know that threw him for a loop? He was not expecting that. Another person this same week. That I know that is not an acquaintance to anybody here. But this person just found out she was pregnant. She's a young adult and is now faced with life changes. Life, uh, a direction that she wasn't expecting at this moment. Or wasn't prepared for at this moment. How many know that life happens? Life happens. And we're not in control. But here's what happens though. What I've seen happen it can happen in my life, it can happen in your life. When those situations arise, it may not be losing a job, it may not be finding out that you're pregnant, but it may be that um, it'll cause you to just focus so much on that issue, so much on the problem that you have, that you forget to put your eyes back on the Lord. Wow. How many have ever been there? You, you, you dwell so much on the issue that, you're, that is facing you, that you entirely forget that God Almighty... Walks with you, talks with you. Because you're so preoccupied with the issue at hand, with what's going on in your life. We struggle to recall sometimes the past answers to prayer. Because all it takes is for you to just start listening. I'm saying, yeah, God is good. There's a there's an old song that says, Count your blessings and name them one by one. I don't know, I can't remember how it goes exactly, but when I get down sometimes and pastor rick hardly ever 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 gets down let me tell you that right now Um, but if i ever do i begin to count my blessings i'll say lord thank you for my relationship with you lord thank you for giving me a beautiful wife an awesome wife thank you for giving me and i begin to list the blessings he's given me and when and my youngest daughter raquel who's waving her hand back there thank you lord for my youngest daughter raquel and when i begin to do that My eyes are no longer on the issue that's right here staring at me. But now I am redirected back to where it should be. It's me and my father. My father reminding me, I've been good to you. I've been good to you. Time after time after time. And my eyes are lifted off my problem back onto my Lord and Savior. Amen. But unfortunately, when we're in an issue, a, a situation like that, only the present seems real. You know, only that issue seems real because it will dominate your mind. It will dominate your thinking. You'll go to bed thinking about it. You'll wake up thinking about it. You, you may not even sleep because you're thinking about it. Ever been there? I think most of us have at one time or another. In our own strength, we don't have the resources to overcome this. We, we can't. In fact, it'll drive you to the loony bin. If you keep, you know, harping on the issue, the, the trial, the, the, the hazard, whatever it is that, that is challenging you. How many know here that God provides us what we need? God provides us what we need. I didn't include this scripture in there, but one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is 1 Corinthians 10.13. That scripture in the King James says it this way. It says, therefore there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man, But God will, with the temptation, provide a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. He'll never give you anything more than you can handle, more than you can endure. But how many know in that process, He'll take you right up to that point? He'll take you right up to where you didn't think you could handle that. And you look back on that situation and realize, wow, I handled that because of His grace, because of His strength. Amen? Amen. In our own strength, we lack the resources, but in Him, we have all the resources we need. Amen? Our suffering, our challenges are never a surprise to the Lord. Lord didn't wake up today and say, oh my goodness, I'm surprised that, that so-and-so is facing that. No, it's not a surprise to Him. It's a surprise to you and I, isn't it? He knows everything we're going through. He sees every tear that you've ever cried in private, at home, in your prayer closet, in your prayer time, here at these altars. He has seen every tear that you've cried. He knows every emotion that you have felt. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. Amen? More than that, he's orchestrating these circumstances for his glory. Because the question sometimes is, Lord, why am I going through this? Lord, why am I having to go through this situation? Lord, why is my business suffering like this? Why is my wife and I, the relationship, not the same as it used to be? Why, am I, why did I lose my job? And you can throw those questions out there and begin to say, Lord, why? 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 Remember this. He's orchestrating things behind in the background for his glory, for his honor. Amen. Amen. If you if I challenge you right now to look back on situations in your life, you will see in situations and challenges that you have had where God got the glory. Amen. Amen. God received the glory because he brought you through a challenge. He brought you through a, a major tribulation, a trial in your life. And not only does he bring us, or is he orchestrating these circumstances for his glory, but it's for your benefit down the road. How many are thankful for the benefits, amen, that we have? They're out of this world, heavenly benefits, amen? They're better than my employee benefit plan at work. I'll tell you that right now. I can't, can't touch it. But here's the key. Here's the key to all of this. It's our response. Our response. And again reflecting on the purpose. Why, Lord, am I going through this challenge? Why did you present me a challenge, Lord? But it's your attitude and how you respond to that that will determine how long you actually go through that process. Did you know that? Remember the story of, um, of Nineveh? Remember the story of the prophet? Oh, he's escaping my name right now. Jonah. Jonah... Ran from the Lord. The Lord told him, go and preach to these people repentance. Preach to them. And Jonah didn't like those people because they weren't like him. He didn't like him. And, And the Lord said, I want you to go preach to them. He said, no, Lord, I don't. And he went the other way. He went the other way. And by doing that, he stretched out the amount of time he was going to go through that challenge. If he had just listened to the Lord the very first time, it would have been over quick and he would have received a blessing over it. Wow. Instead, he had to get f- swallowed up by, the Bible says, a great big fish. Now, this story isn't, or this sermon isn't about Jonah, but again, it's our response. Our response is key. Amen? Amen. Attitude is everything, right? You've heard that? Yes. Attitude is everything. We may not be able to change the external circumstances in our situation, but what is within our power is the way in which we respond. Amen. The way in which you and I respond to a challenge. Amen. Let's let's take it to the outline right now. And I've got a few quick points I want to share with you on our outline. Number 1. One purpose for hardship is cleansing. Now, you may be you may be saying, Pastor Rick, I didn't ask for it, I know. That's the tough part. You didn't ask for challenges. You didn't ask for trials, right? How many, how many have ever asked, Lord, send me a trial today? None. Zero. And how many will ever ask the Lord, Lord, send me a trial today? Zero. None of you will ever ask the Lord for that. I promise you. Otherwise, there's something wrong with you if you're asking for that. We need to talk. But our, our purpose for hardship is cleansing The Lord is attempting to cleanse you and I, amen? Here's here's the issue. Our fleshly natural desires that we have, we live in a world that we become so absorbed in into the culture of it's about me. It's about me, right? That's our world. It's about me. God's kingdom says it's not about you. It's about him, amen? It's easy then when we have that that culture of it's about me to develop selfish attitudes, to develop mixed up priorities, to develop ungodly habits. Maybe I just described your co-workers to you tomorrow that you're going to meet, uh, possibly. But that's what happens when it's all about you. The pressures that bear down on us from these challenges are meant to strengthen us. To, they're meant actually to, to uh, bring these impurities that you have each of us have these impurities and bring them up to the surface so that god can cleanse you from them Yes, Amen. see in every one of us i don't care how good you are pastor rick included there will be a selfish bone inside of one of of every one of us right that when you get down to it i will have some sort of selfishness deep down and when the lord reveals that to me it's my job my response should be lord Forgive me of that selfishness. Yes. Cleanse me of that. Take that away from me. Because there's no room in the kingdom of heaven for selfishness. Amen. There is absolutely no room for selfishness. Amen. Amen. This, this time of, of, of pressures, of trials, of, of challenges that we go through are meant to bring us to a place of repentance. To get on your knee and say, Lord... Is there anything, first of all, wrong in my life? Is there something that i got to check in my spirit? Lord, I confess to you, Father, uh, my sins. And, and there may be a simple prayer like that. I challenge you to do that. If you're going through a trial, you may be going, Lord, why am I going through this again and again? The Lord is trying to bring something to your attention in your life, possibly that he wants you to repent of, that he wants you to ask him for forgiveness. Amen. So here's the, here's the thing I want you to listen to or get from this first point. Our trials are intended to purify us. Everybody say purify. Purify. And guide us back to godliness, not ruin our lives. Purify. That means to, to make cleansed, to be cleansed, to not have anything wrong with that. When you purify something, it's cleansed. It's purified before God Almighty. And sin is a stain on us. It keeps us from having fellowship with our Heavenly Father. Amen? Amen. Psalm 51 and verse 10. And again, this is on your outline. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. One of the things I pray almost on a daily basis. Lord, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. I want to have the right kind of heart and the right kind of spirit within, within me. How about you this morning? Is that your prayer? Won't you add that to your prayer list every day? Amen. Our second point this morning is a second reason we face difficulty is so we'll be compassionate and bring comfort to others. Yeah. Sometimes the Lord allows you to go through something so that you can be a witness to somebody else down the road that is going to be facing the same exact thing. Let me share with you that um, prior to losing my son, when my son died uh, in Guam at the age of 20, when he was in the Navy, um, I I, I thought I could relate to somebody that lost somebody, a loved one, not even close, And, and you know, Life teaches you that you think you can understand. But until you walk those steps, if you've lost a loved one, you know what I'm talking about. You now know the pain of what it feels like. Now, so, so what God has done now in my life is I can now relate to somebody who's lost a child. I can speak to them because I know what they feel. I know what they've experienced. And I can pray with them earnestly And I can pray with, and they can connect with me. And I've had that privilege to minister to people that have lost a child. And it's not that you can't, but there's just something that God creates in us that can now connect to somebody. You share something with that person, amen? God doesn't just throw you out there and have this challenge just to hurt you. There's a purpose behind everything He allows in heaven and in earth, there's a purpose. You know, the the, the the truth is, sometimes we may not know what that purpose is here. Sometimes we may not understand, well, Lord, how could you take a perfectly fine young 20-year-old healthy male or uh, my spouse of 30 years or 40 years or whatever it may be. How could you do that, Lord? We may not have the perfect answer here on this earth. All I know is that the Lord has a reason for that. It's to bring him glory to work in your life so that the light of Christ would shine in your life unto other people that maybe in the past they never would have seen. Amen? God's work in our lives is not intended just for us. It's intended to be seen by others, by those around us. Look at your neighbor again and tell him, it's not about us. It's not about us. Look at your neighbor. It's not about us. It's not about us. It's It's about him. His comforting presence and His strength help us to endure. Anybody that's faced a life challenge, it could be a divorce, it could be the loss of a child, it could be losing a spouse, it could be the loss of a job. All of those situations, you need God's strength, you need God's peace to get you through that pain. His comforting presence and His strength will help us endure. Our testimony during these times is so important. It's absolutely important. I encourage you, if you're going through a trial, a temptation, a challenge, that you testify about it. Pastor Rick, I don't have a job. And we heard Brother Martin testify last week and and the week prior. He's praying for this job. Uh, He confessed, he says, I don't have that job right now, but by faith, the Lord is going to grant me that job. By faith, I'm believing for that job. And that's what you need to do in the middle of your challenge is testify to God. Testify so that others here that are going to be challenged with the same thing will be reminded of that. Amen. God is using that to impact others. It's not just about you and I. God's world is so much bigger than you and I. Amen. But He does care for you. He does love you, each and every one of you. What credibility... Would we have with people in crisis or facing a challenge if we never declared how we're relying on him for strength? What credibility would we have with other people if we just told them, yeah, you know, I'm doing everything in my power and, and, and never mentioned the word about God? What credibility would we have in terms of reaching them for the kingdom of God if we never bring the word of God to them? And, and remind them, you know, the Lord is my strength. He is sufficient for me. He meets all my needs by grace. I'm going to get through this and so forth. Amen? He's orchestrating our circumstances for His glory. Remember that. He's orchestrating these circumstances for His glory and our benefit. According to His good will. And then, this is what I want you to get. The Lord uses our challenges to equip us. For serving others. The Lord uses our challenges to equip us for serving others. At the bottom of this is, we are servants. All of us. Pastor Rick included, we are servants. And we're to serve one another. We're to serve those outside of here. We're to serve because that's what the Lord Jesus came to do. Amen? He came to serve. Amen. Colossians 3 and verse 12 says it this way. Put on then as God's chosen ones... Holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Wow. Let me say that again. Yeah. Put then, put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Yeah. Are you railing at God and saying, "God, why in the world did put me in this circumstance? Why did?" this happened or are you rather being compassionate kind showing humility meekness and patience are you giving glory to him are you allowing people that know the challenges you're going through to see the God that lives inside of you come out are you allowing the the great I am the king of kings the lord of lords to do a work in you and that people will just stand back and say wow that's amazing I don't know how he or she is doing that. I don't know what strength or where they're getting their strength from. Are you truly allowing the Lord to work in your heart? Amen? Which leads us to our third point. God promises us He'll provide a path through any trial we face. Amen? You know, the disciples... They they were on this boat for fourteen days. The Bible says fourteen days. I don't know about you, but I, I was talking to someone before the service started. When you go out on a boat, and, and this is this is uh, the the great sea, you know, in uh, the Sea of Galilee that they're talking about here, which is known to have, um, or it's, excuse me, it was the Adriatic Sea that they're referring to, but it's been known to have huge waves and winds that just whip up. For days and days. And when you're in the middle of these seas, you, you, you're stuck. You're basically stuck. They were at the peril of the winds. Wherever the wind took them, that's where they, their boat moved. But I was talking to a person before the service started, and when I go deep sea fishing, it never fails. I'm the guy that's going to get sick. Uh, not only am I going to get sick, I stay sick. I, I mean, I don't feel well. I'll catch a fish, and it's great, but it doesn't make up for how bad I feel. And I've been out deep-sea fishing a handful of times, and I put up with that punishment just for a nice salmon any day. But at the same time, I stay sick. I can imagine these guys here 14 days, 13 days, 13 nights at night. It's the worst. I can imagine being out on the water at night with it tossing and turning and not knowing if the boat's going to capsize. People getting sick. If you're not getting sick, there's people around you getting sick, which then make you get sick. That's how I get sick. But I'm getting too much into that. (laughs) The issue here is they were faced with challenges. Challenges for 14 days. And God never left them. He's he's prepared this trial for them to refine them, to to challenge them. Amen? Amen? More than likely these these sailors these people that were on this boat wish they had never stepped on that boat they they were probably thinking man I should have gone with my wife to Costco I should have gone to Walmart I knew better than to get on this ship I should have gone to Walmart and they wish it never happened but had they avoided the storm though listen to this if they had avoided the storm they would have missed the demonstration of Jesus' power over the sea and the wind. They would have missed it completely. So be careful when you say, Lord, why am I going through this? It's for His glory. Amen. He's going to do a work in your life. He's going to do something amazing in your life that you're going to be able to say and stand back and say, only the Lord could do that. Only the Lord could do that. Amen. This frightening situation was transformed into a revelation of the Savior's nature, of His divine nature. He showed them once again that He was master of the seas, master of the wind, by declaring, be still. Amen? Oh, I would have loved to have been there. I would have hated to have been there for 14 days, though, but I would have loved to have been there on that 14th day when He calmed the seas. Wouldn't you? Amen? Imagine that. God wants to make His power known through our trials as well. You're not facing a trial for no good reason. He's going to get glory through that trial if you allow it to take place. It's up to you and I to allow God's glory to take place. Amen? Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. And you've heard me say this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. Amen? Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Easy to say, not easy to do sometimes in the middle of a trial, in the middle of a challenge. Lord, why? Why? Why now? Lord, life was so good right now. And then this happened. Life, Life was going in a great direction. And then... I lost my job. I lost the house. I lost the car. You know, you you can throw these excuses out there, but God is doing something. Amen. God can turn that, that mess into a message in your life. Amen. He can turn that test into a testimony. Amen. Amen. Remember that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. And in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Point number four. And the last point on your outline, the most important thing he gives us is an awareness of his presence. Have you done what what that video declared that we saw this this morning? That video said, be still and know that I am God. Have you ever done that in the middle of that trial and that challenge that's facing you? Sometimes you have no choice. God will just drive you to your knees. and, And in those moments you recognize, Lord, I, 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 I hear you. I experience your presence right now. Just like this morning, we know his presence is here. And he wants to remind you of that. In the story, on the sea, at first the disciples were terrified. They were scared. They thought they were going to die on the sea. But when they initially saw Jesus, their fear increased, they said. It says in the word, they thought he was a, a spirit or a ghost. Remember, they saw him walking on the water and they thought he was a ghost. They, so here they are. They're already scared. Their imagination was running wild. They're thinking, you know, a great whale is going to come up and swallow them. Possibly they're thinking the boat's going to capsize. They're thinking their, their life is going to end. And now they see somebody walking on water. What are you going to think? Oh, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. And so they were terrified. But as they recognized him coming, their fear changed. Their fear changed to hope, to peace, to know that, oh, that's Jesus. He's walking on water and he's walking towards me. That's a comforting thing to know that he's walking towards you and not away from you. Amen. Now that that would have brought fear to any man to see Jesus walking away. He said, I'm out of here. But he was walking towards them. Amen. Similarly, we may not sense God's presence during our challenges, during our temptations, during our crisis. We may not sense him immediately, but he has promised to always be with us. Hebrews chapter 13 verses 5 and 6 says this, never will I leave you. Let me say that again. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Say that with me. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. Amen. Whatever that challenge is that you're facing today, there's no reason to be afraid. There's no reason to fear. God walks with you, He walks with you. He will never leave you. Amen. God is good. Amen. Now that assurance that the Lord will never leave us should provide you comfort, should provide you and I comfort in the middle of your storm. The disciples were reminded of that on the 14th day. Notice it took them 14 days to recognize that they needed to trust in the Lord. 14 days. If they had recognized that the very first day, second night, it would have been over. But only... See, God got the glory then. God got the glory. He allowed them to go through this so that God would get the glory. Amen? God is going to get the glory in your life if you allow Him, if you're aware of His presence. No one enjoys suffering. Not one of us. But in the hands of Almighty God, trials become tools. Tools. He used hardship to shape these believers into the people into the tools that would affect be effective in ministry amen he shaped them what do you think these disciples when they when they finally made it to shore they realized they could trust in god for anything they went through through a hell on this earth they went through almost death experience and they realized that Wow, I can face anything and put my trust in Jesus Christ. He's going to come to my aid in the middle of my storm. No matter what I face, he's going to come to my aid. He's going to calm the storm. He's going to bring peace. What a relief that must have brought to them going forward. But God got the glory, amen? God got the glory. He, the Lord Jesus, wanted the disciples to recognize their own helplessness. Their lack of of suffi or their insufficiency and their dependence upon him. Ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what the Lord wants you and I to recognize is that we are nothing without him and that we should put our faith and trust in him for everything, for our marriage, for our jobs, for our own faith. It's not your head knowledge. It's not how much you know of the Lord or how many you grew up in church. It's not about that. He wants you to recognize Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Amen? Amen. Ask God to reveal His presence to you in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your challenge. Whatever challenges you're facing, if it's tomorrow at work, ask Him to reveal His presence to you and you watch what He does. Maybe tomorrow when you're at work, You stop and say, Lord, I'm still. I'm recognizing that you are here. And watch him reveal himself to you in a powerful way. You watch, and God will do that. Amen? Remember, he always provides for your spiritual needs to help you each and every day to endure and to grow stronger in your Christian faith. Amen? He's not going to leave you helpless. And as I close this morning... Martin, if you can come up this morning. I just want to challenge you if you're struggling with a life challenge, if you're struggling with something today, it doesn't matter what it is, the Lord's reminding you today to stay in the ship. Stay in the ship. It's not a time to become discouraged, it's not a time to say, well, uh, the church isn't my help. The church isn't not where I'm going to get my help. The church can help you get that help. I'm here to remind you today. Pastor Rick is here to, to talk with you anytime. If you want to, if you want counsel, I'm here for you anytime. You people here that come regularly on a regular basis. I am here for you 24-7. Some of you know that already because I've been there 24-7 for you. And, and that's a promise for you. you. My wife is here for you. Yes. My family's here for you. Let's begin to get out of our comfort zone and declare to him that you're tired of doing it your way. Maybe if you're facing the same situation every day and you keep hitting your head and your head and your head keeps hitting that wall because you keep doing things the same way and getting no results or the same results. Maybe it's time to declare to God Almighty, Lord, I need your help. I'm staying in this ship and I need your help. I need you to guide me to direct my paths. Amen. From this day forward, you're going to put your trust in him. No matter what comes your way. Yes. No matter how tough it gets. No matter how that boat rocks. No matter how it's about ready to capsize. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. Sometimes it's, it's tough when you see the things around you and you're saying, Pastor Rick, you don't know, you don't know how tough it is. You don't know what I'm going through. I may not know, but the Lord God knows. The Holy Spirit knows and he walks with both of you. He walks with each of you here today. He's wanting to remind you that he's here to meet all of your needs. Amen. Wow. Let's close and let's, let's stand and uh, we're going to close in prayer this morning. Father in heaven, Lord, you love us so much. Lord, I'm thankful that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. That you never leave us nor forsake us. That no matter what that challenge might be this morning, or this week, or this month, or maybe even this whole year. Lord, whatever that challenge may be, I know that God, that you're going to get the glory. That you're doing all things behind the scenes so that you might get all the glory. You're also... You're building me up. You're purifying my heart, my spirit. You're renewing me from the inside out so that, Lord, that you would receive all the glory. Now I pray, Lord, this morning for those that have that need. If, if you are here with your eyes closed and you are facing a challenge that's bigger than you and you need God Almighty to step in and help, I want you to just raise your hand so I know who I'm praying for this morning. If that's you, just raise your hand this morning. Thank you, Lord. I see the hands. I see the hands. Lord, you see these hands this morning. And I pray, Lord, victory for these people. Every individual. You see the hands lifted up. They are declaring to you this morning that, God, they're going to put their trust in you. Yes. God, that they're going to allow you to have the glory in their life, Father. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus that you bring us cleansing. Hardship brings us cleansing in our life. And I pray that cleansing would take place in these lives. I pray, secondly, that we would learn to become compassionate and bring comfort to others as we go through these challenges, Lord. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would bring compassion to each of these. Third, I pray, Lord, that you'll provide a path through these trials, these challenges that each of these people are facing. Only you can provide that path, Lord. We can't. And so, Father, we look to you for that direction, for that path. And then fourth, Lord, we we pray, Lord, that we would become extremely aware of your presence in our life through this challenge. Lord, in our life, at home, at work. Lord, here at church, as you minister to us individually, individually, Help us to become aware of your presence and that, Lord, that you would receive the glory and the honor in our lives. Father, we thank you this morning. I pray again for every person here today that is faced with that challenge. Be their strength. Be their peace. Renew their heart. Renew their mind. May they trust you each and every day, Lord. And, Lord, may you be sufficient. May May your grace be sufficient for every need they have going forward. And this I pray in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen.